Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Truly believes that owning 18 bikes is nowhere near a sign of addiction. This is the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Boulder. Today we are once again at Badass Backyard Brewing Company in Spokane Valley, Washington. We have some people who are actually looking at me, so let's prove that we are live and you guys can make just a little bit of noise. <laughs> See, that made it sound like it was a huge crowd, didn't it? That was awesome. Um, today is the first uh, in the search for what I call a, a cycling utopia. Um, this is an activity with multiple personalities, styles, opinions, and attitudes. And just because we all ride bikes in some form, it doesn't mean we all ride the same kinds, the same terrain, or even for the same reasons. Today's topic is trying to find our common grounds along with a place we call home and what makes Spokane a cycling community or what I like to term a bike town. To start, we're going to meet the panel here representing our we have three contingents. I call them three contingents, but the guys are all going to probably you know, get along swimmingly and we'll all just be hugging afterwards, right? Uh, representing, uh, representing, representing the road cycling community, we now have the most infamous personality of the podcast. He only goes off-road when he crashes, and he's only sleeveless when he is shirtless. Let's uh, welcome back the one and only Paul Main to the podcast. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me once again. You're welcome, man. Uh, and also representing the, the off-road realm, I'm calling him. I, I've kind of thrown him under the bus, and uh, a friend of his who's been on the show before we won't mention who really <laughs> threw you under the bus, he just got off of a uh, fender bender in a parking lot of a beautiful Volkswagen car, so he's probably really pissed off. But he's a race director, he's a shop manager, and I proclaimed him as the uh, inventor of the wheel. So let's welcome to the show Josh Tofsrud. How are you, man? Pretty good. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. 
And uh, I, 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 I don't want this to sound like an insult when we say it's representing kind of the commuter contingent, because you're not just a commuter. Uh, we have a guy that basically rides everything. He's the, he's the, I would say, the most consistent employee of the month at Mojo Cyclery. And he's also the sole finisher from Mojo of this year's Chafe 150. I could say that because Morgan's not here. And we sure. can give Morgan crap if he ever <laughs> listens back to the show. So uh, let's welcome to the show Josh Hess. Josh. Hello, Pat. So, guys, I, I want to I wanna get this show off the road here. Um, oh, sorry, Paul. Did I? Yeah. Um, let's get some perspective. And it's kind of funny that, that Josh Hess, who you said this before we even turned on microphones, um, and how it's hard to, to kind of categorize this. But, guys, how long have you been involved in the cycling community? It doesn't have to necessarily be how long you've been working in this business, but how long would you guys consider yourself an active participant in the community as a whole? So, Josh, Josh if you want to start first, we can go there. So, I started in about 96. I had just turned 13. My mom talked me into doing my first bike race. I got 24th out of 25th, and I just... <laughs> Stuck with it after that. What type? What type uh, of race that was, was it? Downhill race. Downhill. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that I didn't actually understand racing until I was like seventeen. <laughs> so it was like five years of just losing. Wee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And since then, you've gone on. You're doing. I mean, obviously doing uh, stuff for the, in the bike industry, but you're also uh, heavily involved in in the racing culture and things like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I put on a bunch of mountain bike races around, just around Washington now, but we used to do them through the whole, the whole Northwest. Okay. Um, Josh Hess, yes. you were the one that didn't want to actually define how long you've been in the sport, but you look young, man, so just let it rip. Just a mere 40. Okay. You're only no, 40? I, I am. God, you're just a pup. It's, it's the, the beard. It <laughs> throws, throws the age off. Yeah. Um, I was forced to get the bicycle merit badge as a kid for Boy Scouts, <laughs> and then didn't touch a bike again until after college. But I, I started working at REI and decided I wanted to commute, and that's where I got my first bike on my own, and st stuck with it since then. So now, if, as we're using you as our our guest, our expert on the commuting world, especially in our in our community we have here. Um, have you been, is this been, is this a regular thing for you? It's ironic that you drove up to the ride this morning. I just want you to notice that I saw you pull into the parking lot in a car. I, I had to bring back the bike, the, the shop's tent. Okay. I was okay. borrowing it. Um, no, and I, 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 I commute except for the winter. I'll admit right now, I, my wife, after finding out that cars don't, I, I know how to stay up on a bike, but cars don't necessarily know how to stop. I don't winter commute. Plus, I don't okay. like the cold anymore. I'm getting to the age where I'd like to be comfortable. So, but yeah, I, I commute m m as much as I can. Okay, okay, that gives us expert, Paul Main. I'm sure we might already know, but you can say it again if you want to blow your ego. And if you mention <laughs> attending Perry Roubaix this year again, I'm oh, taking your mic away. I can't. I can't do that. No. Oh, okay. Uh, please tell me about Even it. Even though you yeah, probably I will. will. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I kind of got into cycling and uh, uh, worked at a bike shop and commuted. Um, and then been in several teams to help put on bike races and road races, that is, uh, make that separation. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, um, and even the team that we're with right, that I'm riding with right now is quite involved with trying to get our middle school and, and high school uh, mountain bike teams rolling 
And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I think that's uh, part of if you're talking about a good bike town is the support that Spokane has put. These now state champions from this area, from eastern Washington, they beat the west side. So, yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah. So, both middle school and high school. So, so and, and as I said at the intro, you're, you're not necessarily opposed to off-road racing. You just don't do it. I don't do it because it's not fun for me. It isn't fun. No, no, okay. I don't. I don't like immovable objects when I'm flying by at 30 miles an hour, like inches away. I, I just don't like that. I, I mean, I've seen people splat against those, and that's enough to scare me. Okay, I mean, I'm anxious to get into the whole discussion about that too, because I've been on rides with you where we've talked about the the safety natures of road versus mountain, and how people tend to drift towards mountain racing because they think. It's safer, is it, or what was the, yeah, the topic? Yeah, you know that's uh, that's the thing. I, every, you know, being around, and I, I don't have anything against mountain bike at all, uh, other than I, I don't like it for me. And so, uh, <clears throat> but I, it, you know, the thing is, I, I've been in several discussions, even with you, about you know which is worse, which is more hazardous, you know, crashing. And of course, with with a road bike, you, you got a car, and that's not a good mix. Uh, and the majority crashes, even in races, you're usually skidding out, you lose skin. Mountain bike races are over the top. When you go over the top of the bars, you're screwed. There's not much you can do. But, so. but at least usually it's just you. It, that's true. There's yeah. not like 10 of your friends running you over, Yeah, usually. <laughs> that's very true. Dirt is a lot softer than concrete or asphalt, too, I'd like to point out. Yeah, the, yeah I can't argue those points. Getting but it's up over the ball. top. You're screwed, yeah, I am man. just backed in the this corner right now. <laughs> quite, yeah, stick my quite literal. Notice we have the dartboard right above Paul's head. Yeah. So if anybody wants to grab and aim low, uh, you can do that. Uh, guys, let's talk about the, the culture itself within our own particular disciplines or things you guys notice. Being that you guys are all spent time in shops, you're probably going to notice that too. Um, for, for road, for mountain, for, you know, for the, the commuter style, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple of guys from the, from the FBC, a fairly famous, uh, <laughs> how, how would we describe the FBC as a, as a club here in Spokane, but um, all seem to have a very definitive culture. And, and w what would you guys say, uh, is, it, is it prevalent in your specific discipline? And if so, how would you guys describe it, I guess we could say? You know, are all roadies elitists? Are, you know, the mountain bike cultures, you know, dudes, bro, kind of a thing like that? You know, and I, I, I just picked horrible stereotypes to say, but I want to know if you guys think they ring Don't true. Don't stereotypes come from somewhere? Yeah, yes. yeah, they might. I don't know whoever wants am, to start. Am I going? Yeah. Um, I don't think that Spokane is too heavy in the whole uh, dude bro culture, but I lost my train of thought. That's that's really it. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's growing, and it's growing in a lot of different aspects. There's so many different types of people starting to ride. We watched ladies on mountain bikes increase like tenfold in the last three years, Yay. which is pretty amazing. Yep. Um, and then I think that we're starting to see bike shops leave that don't support the culture as much. So, and new shops are coming up that are willing to be a part of the community. And it really takes that because the others are just leeches. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, no, and, and, and being people involved in shops, it's so much more now that you guys have almost placed upon your shoulders this, this expectation to 
you're not just opening the doors and selling bikes. You, you, I mean, we just did a ride. You know, you're doing these shop rides. You're putting on races. Culture is everything. It is. It, it you, if you're a bike shop that does just bike shop, you're narrow viewed. You're not gonna survive. You gotta play along. Yeah, you, you've gotta get out, meet the community, and you find where your community matches your, not only your drive, but you gotta adjust with it. But yeah, if you have no culture, it, it you. The shop goes away, and I can attest to that from former experience. Paul, are all roadies uptight, <laughs> middle-aged men? No, don't bring that mammal thing again. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't say no. it. You said it first. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I think it does have that. There is an attitude, and it's something that uh, you can't control. For some reason, I don't know why road cyclists think they're so – as a general rule, it's a stereotype. But – I mean, all you have to do is move up one level. If you think you're really that good of a cyclist, if you are a Cat 4 and you're kicking butt, you go to Cat 3, it, very rarely do you, you uh, think, well, I've got, I, I can step up pretty fast. You get knocked down. And, and I think that's the drawback to road, road racing is that there's a lot of times you don't finish first, and that's a hard pill to swallow. And I think a lot of that elitist part is because once you do get good and if you ever reach that point, then it, you have something above everybody else. So I think that's where it comes from. Is, um, and, and this also, it's, I, I didn't intend for this all to be about people who spent time at shops, because, uh, but I am talking about a, a citywide culture. And you guys find that specific shops are going to be specialty in specific areas. Oh, you know, are, are, are you guys, does it mix out? It's always going to go along with the interests of the people that work at the shops. There's no other way. Like, you can't just be like, I'm going to be a mountain bike shop and be a road biker. It's, okay. not, it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you have to probably to stay afloat. You can do a little bit, but yeah. you can't fake it. There's no yeah. faking it, <laughs> especially with the Internet. If you don't know what you're talking about when a customer walks in, they're just going to walk back out. Yeah. So. And I think social media really highlights that. I mean, if you look at every shop and you look at what they're posting, because you can't really fake it if you don't have someone in the shop doing that. So I think the shops develop their own culture. You try and make it as inclusive as possible, but the story's going to be out there. There's no hiding behind the, you know, like yeah. a facade of some sort. To reiterate that, uh, talking about the bike shops that are, as Josh mentioned, uh, disappearing. Which I Josh? Worked. The other Josh. Josh not you, Josh. H. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I worked at one of those shops that didn't create a culture. I mean, it was it was a road bike shop, a pro in at the, at that time, mountain bikes. I ended up leaving just because what you're talking about. I, I didn't have I, I did a couple of mountain bike rides and stuff with some people. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. And then I'm selling it, and that was the hot thing in the market. I could have been selling shoestrings at that point in time. It was time for me to leave that bike shop. Um, the owner pressed on. Uh, and he faked it, but it was no culture. This guy had, like, you walked into that shop, there was no music, there was not life. It was just, you know, you could smell, you know, solvent in the back. It was just like, you know, just quiet and nasty. And, and well, <laughs> he's still, there's a little beating heart somewhere, but he keeps moving all over the place. In fact, um, Bike Hub ended up buying out the namesake that was two-wheel transit. Okay. So. Yeah, we just keep chasing those guys out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's taking their spots and taking their names. I mean that in a nice way. Like, <laughs> I, I don't mean that. Well, you know, and and I guess that you guys have been doing this for a while. We've all talked about how long you've been involved. Um, 
how has it changed? Has Spokane grown as a at Spokane? I'm talking Spokane Valley. I'm talking you know all famous, even almost for those who've been listening somewhere else who have no idea the community we're talking about. But um, even out into the Coeur d'Alene area, um, have you found that it has increased? It is the quality has gotten better. I mean, not just in terms of more riders, but how how are how is, would you rank Spokane on the realm of 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 a bike culture? I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> we live here, so it's a little bit harder for us to gauge it. But you know, yeah. we see things change, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like when I first got into it, I remember Beacon was, uh, you know, like on the mountain bike side, it it climbed at uh, 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 Mini Haha, but there was a little bit of mountain biking, and it was like, oh, just be careful, don't run over the broken cars and the glass and the trash. And I think the mountain biker culture is kind of leading the charge on redeveloping that area. And I don't think that's a story that's put out there. It's like the cyclists have done a really good job of getting that. It's the same with like uh, some of the other trail networks, whether it's Fish Lake Trail, um, yeah. which, you know, is a multi-use trail, but the emphasis was a lot of cyclists got involved in that. And then like, uh, I live off the, I live near Huckleberry, so I ride the bluff a lot. And I remember the first, that's where I learned to mountain bike. And it's so different, like what I've seen, the number of people, whether like there's way more like families out there riding. It's it's cool, and I think it is growing. Um, it's not. It, it's a much di more diverse group than was 15 years ago. One thing I don't understand that the city is not doing is putting in bike lanes on all these revamped streets that are around. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really understand how they're getting away with that, but the rest of the culture and the community is mm -hmm. definitely growing and kind of becoming its own. I think it's because the politicians don't see the value in us. They don't? They, well, I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and I see this in political arguments, is that we're cyclists. We don't pay the taxes for the road. Well, I own a car, so. Yeah. and I own five. See, he's paying more taxes for that, so yeah. he have more bike lanes. But I think that's a perception that I think a lot of people are, we're getting proper people in the government will help with that. But Yeah, it's riding through downtown, there's bike lanes, but a lot of the other places that I ride through to get out to the valley, I'm using, yeah, tra you know, roads, but also there's it's it's a bit of a. They just redid all of Sprague, or well, a good chunk <laughs> of Sprague, right? Yeah. There's no bike lane. Yeah. They're doing the same on Monroe, I believe. I don't think there's I, any I, bike well, I lane going no, north and south. they're getting there. rid of lanes on Monroe. Yeah. If I if I read the the whole idea is to cut down traffic, which doesn't For make those sense. Those of you listening business. somewhere else in the world, these are our, some of our main arterial roads. Everybody should know about Monroe Street in the world. Yeah, they should. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of them might know about Sprague. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But that's trying to change, you know. <laughs> that is changing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That uh, I think. Because I commute to work also, and um, you know I go through several places at Southeast Boulevard, which is a, a place that does have that's a small little section I use that does have a a bike lane. Um, <clears throat> it's nice to see, and I'm happy that the city has some of that and implemented that. Um, but I also live on a busy street, Lincoln, which is where Josh kind of lives in that area, and they we, they're doing that where there's no bike lane. Yeah. Um, but as a as a commuter, I don't think we should be using those roads uh, yeah. because, however, there's so many other side roads um, that it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. I, I get it all the time because I'm around that neighborhood, and I'm yeah. sure you hear it too. You yeah. cyclists, you know, you. So I mean, it's a single lane, and I wish. I I believe in the 
not to sound zen or philosophical, but the path of least resistance, almost like water, I ride two miles out of my way to find a safer route, whether it's a bike lane or not. Yeah. And at, at, people always ask when, well, what do you do to commute? Um, I look for the safest route. And if yeah. it takes me 15 minutes longer, I'm okay with that. Besides, I commute to get ready for the day. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I bike lanes are good, but I may not necessarily be the user because it may not work for the way, way that I ride. Yeah, I think it's an awareness thing. So the yes. more we have, whether or not cyclists are actually on them, mm -hmm. if we don't implement them on roads that are being redeveloped, yep. it it this city isn't super aware as a whole of cyclists, yeah. nor do they really care <laughs> when you're on the road. So yeah. I think that even if just for the awareness fact of like, there could be a cyclist here, mm -hmm. there are more cyclists here. So I can't know how many times I've ridden through an area that is bike lane specific and there's a car park there and you glance at the wheel, sh uh, the windshield to make sure to see if there's a ticket or anything. And yeah. it's like, nope. Um, we we saw some on our ride today. It was yeah. uh, both lanes on both sides of the road were bike lanes and they had cars. Well, in last them. year, I ride on the Centennial Trail along the upriver drive through near Camps Connie. And when that area gets, especially in hot weather, when everybody's out using the river, the bike lane is completely full. Of course. And, I, yeah. and, and, and it's not just one day. It's pretty much, especially a Friday, Saturday. It's like uh, I change routes to get avoid really? being pushed out into traffic. And it's one of those lack of awareness and people don't understand what that actual. I have to wonder how much of that is, you know, you know, not to be on the side, but just be a kind of the devil's advocate that the city has to deal with the tax. People don't want to see. There's a majority of the people don't want to see bike lanes. They, they find it a waste of money and that type of thing. But I firmly believe uh, build it and they will come. And if they did, there'd be more people out. And, you know, being in this for the last 30 years uh, and commuting for probably about 25 of that last 30 years to my my job there's my kids used to say when they were little um you know who's that i would know everybody on the road i really did i absolutely I did. Yeah. and now absolutely. i have no clue and that that's exciting but that's it, it took a long time that's 32 years of I've change seen, you know? i've seen people in jerseys that i helped design for a team in the late 80s and going where did you find that jersey? I thought I burned Goodwill. them all. You know, and you just, you know, somebody's like, you know, or they'll yell at you or something like that. You're going, give me back my jersey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's fun riding to work, especially as the progression of seasons. Like, because I don't deal with snow and ice, I'm admitting it now. If there's ice on the road, I won't I won't do it. But when the weather starts to change, there's like two or three of us that pass each other. It's like, yo. That's How's it. Going? Yeah, and then you get a little bit deeper in the season. Two more new people, and like in the last couple of weeks, it's like I don't recognize you. I don't recognize you, but it's just it. You, they come out of the woodwork, and you know it, it's fun. And you give the little wave and or ring ring the bell. So, <laughs> so if I would, I, I what I'm trying to do here is break uh, what the elements that go into a a, a, a bike town into to specific categories, okay? My first one I'm gonna say is, and we've been kind of talking about these things, and I'm gonna want you guys to grade what we've got here. And, and in terms of also, in your experiences of other cities you've been in that might be doing something better, um, the categories of the variety and the quality of the riding, for example, the trails, the roads, um, a track even, 
and, and safety elements here too. You know, what do we have? What, what is the variety and the quality that we have? Um, I, speaking from example, I know I can leave my house and in 15 minutes be in the middle of nowhere um, on the road or, or on, on my mountain bike. Yeah. Uh, the second category is community support, shops, clubs, events, and city support. Um, what do we have? You know, are there efforts being made to improve things? The shops are incredibly now important part of this culture, getting people out there, encouraging people to ride, not just to set up their trainer at home and stay on Zwift. Um, <laughs> clubs getting you out there, races, events, Fonda. Zwift took over this year. It did. There's still people riding that right there now. There are. What's yeah. wrong with them? I don't know. It's don't, 85 it's degrees here, and people are indoors riding. Over here. <laughs> because it's safer. They're scared to go outside. Now, don't get me started on this whole culture <laughs> Of how we have so much information. Are we picking on somebody in particular in the room? Dude, you ride Zwift today? Uh, <laughs> I know, but before the ride. If you did a pre-ride on Zwift and then this. Uh, but anyway, you know, and, and we talk about this fear culture, you know, where people are scared to go out anymore. So, but anyway, I, 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 I'm... Going off topic, but so we got variety and quality. We've got community support, and my cheesiest thing that I like to think is important about the cycling experience is what I call pre and post. How good is the uh, the, the food and the beer and the social social elements of 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 the culture of cycling? Here we are, all you know. I'm looking around, people people holding up beer glasses. This is a part of the part of the ride. So, how would you guys, in your opinions, rate? Let's just start with how you would, you know, what kind of a letter grade you'd give our, uh, our community in terms of variety and quality of riding, the trails, the roads, safety, things like that. And yeah, Josh, go for I, it. I gotta say, we're pretty blessed right now, so probably an A. Yeah, quality of all of that, especially the proximity, is really good. Access for me is huge. I grew up in a big city, so anytime I don't have to drive to get somewhere, pretty awesome my parents live in boulder and you you can ride around town all, all you want yeah but to get out and mountain bike or to even get out at the urban areas to ride it, it's difficult spokane is blessed in a way that i don't think other people a lot of people appreciate for yeah. what it really is access here is amazing 15 minutes out of town you're in the country like today's yeah. ride was a perfect example we yeah. went up a hill and couldn't tell there was that was there. it. You were in the middle. Of um, it's the same with the mountain bike. The mountain biking around here, I like just sitting from here. I can almost see Beacon. As there's a building in the way. Yeah. Tower it, Mountains right behind us. any direction. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's amazing. And I don't think I th I hope people understand how amazing of an uh, a gift that is for cycling here. And it, it makes Spokane really special. Hopefully, not too many other people know about that and move here. But so, in other words, we shouldn't be doing this show. No, we shouldn't. All. Yeah, we do, so you give, delete everything it's really you heard. Bad. You give the cycling quality an F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, no, this, I, I really am, have been impressed with the access here compared to a lot of areas that have higher outdoor amazing indexes or things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, we're going to eventually do a show on Portland, and I, you know, Portland's got this idea that they're this cycling mecca, and. Um, I know in a fact, if you want to ride your mountain bike in Portland, you're putting your bike on your car and you're you're fighting traffic for a while. So anyway, Paul, what, how would you give us? Uh, some definitely terms of A quality? plus on the roadside. It, it is fantastic. We got an or category climb in Mount Spokane. It's 45 miles up from my house, 45 miles back. Um, we got flat. We got you know up by the uh, out by Cheney. I mean, you're within. For me, I just roll out, and especially where I live, um, I'm I'm. I, on a Sunday, a lazy Sunday in the summer, 
if I see 10 cars in 50 miles, sometimes it's, you know, that's that's a lot sometimes. But yeah, in, in the coffee shops, I mean, there's. Well, we haven't got to that part yet. Don't jump, don't jump on me. We've don't jump got, ahead. Oh, don't jump ahead. All right. You jump I ahead. Stop right there. Paul. And don't the beer. Pat, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, it's, uh, you know, of course. We've had Olympic trials here in 84 and 88, and I know there was a little, after 88, there was a little bit of chatter making this like an annex training because of the terrain. And there stuff. was, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's how good it is and not to have the traffic. But unfortunately, talking to a couple of other people, the traffic is getting worse. And starting September, there's a big project out at Airway Heights that's going to change our traffic. And, and I think this is where, like, for commuting or whatever and safety, the traffic probably in Spokane in the next decade is going to start getting worse and worse. If we can get it started on a good commuting and an alternative than using the car, we'd be ahead of a lot of cities. So they, I hope they that They definitely happens. need to figure it out because, well, yeah. I, never mind. I'm going to cut myself off. <laughs> I was going to get into public transportation. Yeah. Well, that's and that's that's we're just the, a little we're going backwards. Well, no. In the next category is community support. Our you know shops. You know, you guys are obviously going to rate us high because you're all at shops. Um, <laughs> and that was me rolling my eyes verbally. Uh, clubs, events, and once again, the, the city support. You know, if you had to put all of that into a letter grade, where do we sit? I, if I had to grade it, yeah, I have to be honest. I didn't attend class. Because I have no idea how much. All I can see is, you know, like what they have done. But I don't, I don't listen into the city council or even look at planning or anything like that. I think so it has I to can't. be split into two groups. You got community and then you got governmental. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I think the community support here. I mean, you look at Evergreen, what they've yeah. done with the mountain bike side. Um, I remember when Spokefest first got started. It was pretty, pretty quiet. Now, I mean, I think last year was a little down because it was smoky. I mean, it was some of the worst smoke I've ever seen. But it, the fact that there was a lot of people out wanting to support the community aspect of cycling, um, I think there's a lot of options there. But I think when it comes to the government side, there's there's a lot of work to be done. And okay. I, I don't know how to how what the change there because I think everything in government right now is run by funds. And uh, yeah. where did that come from? Okay. So. Okay. Josh, I've sat in on some meetings downtown before and. They're all pretty pointless to go to, so I feel bad for the people that have to do it every time. Um, not a lot gets done, but overall, I'd say community support. I think it's like, I think it's like a B plus working towards an A. Okay. And governmental is pretty, pretty pathetic. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it passing because I think that they're not thinking about. I don't think they're thinking about many people in general besides the ones making above the median income. Okay. This city okay. has a bicycle advisory committee. Um, I have made multiple attempts to get one of them onto this show to talk about this very element here. I haven't heard a word back in over a year after multiple attempts. And I make, I probably try once a year, I mean once a month, to, to, to get some sort of feedback. Um, I've, not to toot my own horn, I've even, I've even put myself out there to be a member on, the, on a community board here, but I've not heard any feedback. Um, but we do have some really cool signs throughout the city that say bicycle-friendly community. So I don't know if that's where all the money's going. But, but it's dated 2014. It is dated yeah. 2014. Yeah. yeah. So we're not anymore. Screw you. The sign chiseled everything. Yeah. 
Um, okay, and then and then the social element of, of things, uh, the coffee, the beer, the food, the the, the the you know that type of thing. Where do we sit? Well, now, look you better at, well, be nice because Kendra's looking at me. Literally, from the bar. we're sitting in one. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you better talk. We're sitting really, in one. This we is, are sitting in one. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm drinking one of their their. It's award-winning, robust porter. It's absolutely delicious. <laughs> And and it's not listening anymore. You don't have to. Unbelievable. So, but you know that's it's right next to Mojo Cycles, and you know it's what a perfect place. I mean, what you know if you want to refuel up, get your carbs in. You know, I think beer is a great thing to socialize. And back in the day when when I'd go on long training rides, you know, this is before cell phones and all that type of thing, Uh, and. You know, all the, all the guys who had, uh, you know, we had ride with, we'd start calling, hey, you know, on the ride, we start, like, talking. And my ex-wife was just like, God, you just spent six hours on a bike with these guys, and then now you're on the phone, you know. But now we can, with all these breweries around, we can do it here, and then I don't have to take off my wife, you know. So, so and then the coffee, the pre-function. Yeah. We've got some great roasters. I like and And talk about involvement, Roast House. Uh, yeah. Deb there at Roast House always she's contributed to any bike races we've done. She commutes every day. She is mm-hmm. a good and, and I try and support anybody who has Roast House Coffee and they just opened a new one down on First Avenue. It's First Avenue Co- Coffee. So there's a plug for them. But yeah, you know yeah. any anybody who supports cycling and 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 great coffee too. So Guys, it's brilliant. Anybody anybody else on the? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't take part in the post ride anymore. But yeah. uh, you know. It's good. I do, and I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Letter grade. Actually, you know what? And and we don't necessarily have to letter grade this because my next question is kind of leading to it. Have you ever, uh, in your travels, in your your life's experiences, have you ever experienced another community that's doing it right, that's doing it maybe even better than we could, um, that thinks they're doing it better than we could but isn't, is, is Spokane not bragging enough about what we've got or, you know, those types of things? I think that's a that's a hard question to answer because a lot of the places that you go to and you travel, like you travel and you go ride a destination, it's a pretty small place typically, right? Like you go to Moab, it's like a street. True. Yeah. It's small. Spokane's really, really spread out. There's a lot of a lot of places you can stop and go and get what we're talking about here. And I think also to judge an area, you have to go through the almost the, a year round experience because you see how they do things, but also you get a snapshot when you travel somewhere. Like, you, and if you're doing an event, they're obviously going to put on a show. Yeah. And that yeah. that's you know, and you know what little I have seen, I think Spokane, for the most part, is rowing in the right direction. Uh, you know, I I see more people on bikes than I did when I first got into this locally. Yeah. And that, I mean, as a, a bike shop person, that's awesome because it, you know it's my it's my livelihood, but also. As when you walk out the doors, when you take off the shop apron, so to speak, the people out there, the people that you are like, hey, you got something in common. It's like almost like a real fist bump. Like, hey, awesome yeah. to see you. And to see families out. And that I think that's one of the biggest problems with culture anywhere is you want to talk about getting commuting out there. Why are we pushing kids to get cars right away? Why aren't we yeah. someone in the school saying, hey, what? ditch the car, get a, get a bike? How many, how many times do you hear a parent? That their kids like fourteen or fifteen, and they're yeah. like, I don't want to spend too much on a bike. They're going to Ex- drive. Soon. Exactly, and it, the worst <laughs> part about that is that kids haven't picked up on the worst cycle in life is when they start working to pay for the car to drive to the job to yeah. pay for the car. It's that yeah. vicious cycle. It's like, well, why don't you wait until you're eighteen, get a job then, but save the money and do some other activities. 
I think we drive people to get cars so early. And I, I just explaining to people, it's like, hey, it's okay to, you're still cool in high school to have a, car, a bike as opposed to a car. And but kids, I think, need that culture. And I, I don't know where that's coming from. You, you see them in the bike shops, but that's yeah. a small select group. So. Yeah. Zwift. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you do get achievements on it, yeah. which is awesome in video games. I'm just yeah. saying. Everyone needs a pat on the back. That is true. Everyone gets a medal. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and, and my, my last thing before we kind of round it off is um, back to the individual cultures. Um, is there a way to, or are we going to become, is this going to stay in the realm of snowboarders versus skiers kind of an environment, or do you guys see, is there, are we all just going to someday maybe get along? Is there a way to bring this all together? To me, it's I ironic. see a lot of shaking heads right. at the Don't park. Don't we already so, get yeah. along? Yeah, I, Don't we already? Yeah, yeah well, it depends on oh, the guys at the bar are going, hell no. <laughs> Keep uh, those legs it, shaked. Say I, I away know. from me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I don't see the line as much as I used to. Really? I mean, I, I ride mountain when I have a mountain bike. I ride road. I commute. Yeah. I ride gravel. I don't concern myself. I, the, honestly, the only group that I sometimes just shake my head at and I don't necessarily dislike them is just like, Road racer, sorry, Paul. Um, and I don't really like hearing about Watts. Sorry, okay. Watts. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. If you have great Watts on your training ride, great. I, but I don't particularly need to hear that. But as a shop you, person, you understand it. Josh. Not at all. all right. And I, I, it's I understand me, it and I hate it. I, I don't have it, so I understand what you're so talking I about. So I mean, Josh. but I, it's, I don't dislike it. But it, to me, I like I ride a bike. I don't care what's on. Like I enjoy riding. I, I'm more with Josh on the fact that I would prefer to wreck on a mountain bike than a road bike. Okay. I haven't done it recently, and I just prefer to be out riding. Yeah. Because that's that's what yeah. I do. So, um, but we are. I think we should co-mingle more often. Yeah. We are skip, skirting around a specific demographic of the sport that we all have to admit exists, and I <laughs> made that quip about sleeveless jerseys uh, in the opening. Um, the triathlon crowd is an obvious big part of this of this <laughs> sport, um, and just not on pace line. No, exactly. And I mean, you know, and I think a lot of, a lot of triathletes know that I can't ride behind somebody in a straight line. Um, <laughs> but it's obviously a well-paying portion of the sport, and we can't necessarily say go away. You know, it's the uh, Iron Man's in Coeur d'Alene right now, and Coeur d'Alene's population probably just quadrupled. So, uh, you know, and we had a ride today, and we had eight people on it. So and it was you know, perfect because I didn't have to worry about the pace line or watts. Yeah, exactly. Or watts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's just interesting, to, you know, because seeing the oh, it's road versus mountain versus you know these types of things like that, and um, I hope that's not necessarily why y'all was trying to make us fight. I'm. I'm not. It's yeah, you, you know are. we're we're a two-party system, and uh, we got to stick to you know <laughs> vote to your own side or you know. So where does the, uh, the gravel rider or the grody fall into this? See, that's a great point. That's a great point. You know, <laughs> and I think a lot of these these crossover sports are gonna maybe help out. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of kids in on mountain bikes now. I think that's where the biggest movement in youth is right now. Um, but I remember when mountain bike just really kicked in. Um, a lot of people were talking about. You should also ride road to stay in fitness or to, to, or to do the, some of the more endurance types of stuff. So, I don't know. I, I think there's a place in the world for everybody to have two bikes in their garage, or in my case, 18. But N plus one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, 
that line between uh, you know mountain and road and 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 not liking it. I I really don't have a problem with mountain biking. It's just not something I prefer to do. Um, but <laughs> I I understand why people don't the watts things like Josh was yeah. talking about. I absolutely drives me insane. I, I could care less how many watts. To me, it's like it, what what does it matter? Did you cross the line first? I don't care yeah. what the heck. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, I think isn't Watts just for your own knowledge and your consistency, bragging rights, whatever. Yeah, I'm still in the back of the pack, anyways. So (laughs) my Watts, knowing about Watts doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, I've listened to other podcasts. I'm sorry, Pat, but I listen to other pod. Yeah, yeah, I cheat on you a little bit. (laughs) And so, but one of the things there were others. These guys are talking about how some people get upset because. You know, to figure out your your FTP, you do it this way. You're not. You shouldn't use that as a baseline, and it should be lower. And people are are like reporting back. They're they're ticked off because that lowers their FTP. What does that matter? I mean, I don't understand. So that is that arrogance of road cycling that I wish would go away. It doesn't help at all. But also, um, to me, I'd like to see like that high school, middle school racing coming around for mountain bikes. Because road riders, coming from a road rider, it, being a hardcore road rider, road riders are terrible bike handlers. Not as bad as triathletes, but <laughs> they are bad. And they need to learn that you get bumped or something like that, you bounce back, you how to handle a bike. Yeah. That's very, very important. Yeah. Especially when you're three centimeters away from the next guy's handlebar, you know. You got some yeah. guy freaking out, you know. I remember very specifically uh, riding side by side with a, a triathlete who's a friend of mine. And I, I wanted to look behind us to see who was name? coming up. It was Ronnie Crenshaw. I don't know if anybody knows Ronnie. I don't have to take a drink then. Gorgeous, flowing hair. He's a total rock star kind of a guy. <laughs> but I, I remember putting my hand on his back to look behind us at somebody who's coming. I'm acting this out for, a, for an audio podcast. But um, <laughs> looking back behind me to see who was coming, and I remember the squealing sound he made with his voice at that time when I actually physically touched him. <laughs> It was just, it was like somebody stepped on a mouse or something like that. And <laughs> his entire body just went rigid within that second. I'm like, dude, it's okay. I'm just, I'm not going to, I mean, and he got really nervous. And, you know, so, yeah, we can pick on triathletes. But yeah, that's, that's actually the bottom of the yeah, pile. I think. Yeah, yeah, because Roger's not here. Yeah. There, drink. Oh, I got to take a gotta drink. drink. Yeah, got a drink. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, and you guys have no other t- communities you're giving me. Like, for example, I get a lot of listeners who brag about Bend, Bend, Oregon, being the best bicycle community in the world. Karsten? Well, that's one of them, but okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> you saying I only have one listener, Paul? Um, <laughs> but, uh, Bart? A lot, of them, a lot of them claim that, you know, it's the best city in the world for cycling. I hear a lot of people talk about Portland as the best city in the world for commuting because they have dedicated lanes. They have dedicated concepts, and the culture's embedded within that. Um, but this is where I want to go out and try and challenge and try and find, okay, here, I've been born and raised in the city, and I think that we take for granted what we have here with terrain, with access to trails, with being out. You know, I, I've gone off the bluff off the South Hill and barely touched pavement all the way out past nine mile just winding your way around and um you know and that's that's i that's 30 40 miles of trail alone not taking any other thing out there in riverside state park um and i think we take this for granted and i don't don't know if i necessarily want to go out and show everybody how much how awesome it is here but i think don't move here yeah don't move here yeah well let's keep it secret here's my take on like bend oregon the reason why it's known for that uh because there's a lot of money there, and yeah. things things do well. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing to be seen on mountain biking if you're not skiing, that type of thing on Mount yeah. Bachelor and other areas there. Okay. Portland has 300 industries or 300 types of industries or something like that, companies that are tied into cycling in some way or form outside of a bike shop. And so you get this, this I think, in Portland, they have a tendency to uh, be like the ultimate. Well, they do have a good, they do have a good bike path, you know, system and stuff but that it helps when you know there's a huge portion of their business and their commerce is is based on cycling too but i i challenge i would challenge them uh, for riding purposes and mountain bike and road that crap within 15 minutes access here access unbelievable yeah growing up in a big city and driving 45 minutes just to get to work yeah that's the reason i live in spokane it's 15 minutes to everywhere is what i tell people on a bike I mean, I think we all live in different spots of town, and we can get to wherever we want, whether it's Mountain Road or, you know, it easily. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pretty easy. All right, yeah. so we're, we're, uh, this is my starting point for this uh, search for the best cycling cities in the, in, the, in the country. Search is done. Well, yeah, no, and that's what I, <laughs> I want to take out. I want to leave here and go to another community. <laughs> Listen to that. I want to go crowd. to these other communities, and I want to say, well, no, you suck compared to us. Well, bullshit. No, you do. What's that? Mic drop. Yeah, just, no, you can't. I, those are all mine, and they're paid for. Are they, are they going to get dinged points if they have too many triathletes, or is, there, is it graded well, on the that's curve? something to think about. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is I have to go for a ride with them to see where the places they're talking about riding, and triathletes probably won't let me ride with them. <laughs> it's not a bad thing yeah by the way in our swag table after, afterwards yeah, tonight we do have timex ironman hats <laughs> so uh so i don't know hold on to them um I, we're at that point in the show where we get to twist the, the entire concept and we start to have a little silliness and fun and you guys from what you've been listening to you can judge um for yourselves how smart you think each of the panel members are and we're going to go into pack filler trivia and uh, i have three categories of trivia I'm not going to say them out loud tonight because uh, that, that would give away far too much. But the audience members get to choose who they, who they think is going to be the best at trivia. And, um, and if, you, if your person you voted for wins the most points, you get to choose off of our swag table full of all kinds of stuff from everything in Iron Man all the way up to really cool stuff we just got from Mojo. We've got some Bike Hub stuff here. We've got, I've got some Noon from one of our show sponsors. We've got a BMC cap, uh, things like that. Paul is already drooling. Don't let him lick it to put his scent on it. Carson uh, started that. But yeah, yeah. So, so he did. Carson licked a hat last week, and he took it home with him. He did complain of food poisoning later, so... There you go. Um, so what we'll do is I'll, I'll pause for a second to allow for bathroom breaks, to allow for our audience members to write on these little slips of paper whether they think, well, let's just go Josh T, Josh H, or Paul um, in, in terms of who you think is going to win. We'll put them in the perspective uh, water bottles there, and then we'll begin the trivia portion of the evening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As we take this short break for people to go to the bathroom, have another beer, and to vote for who they think is going to crush it in trivia, we got to mention a couple of our sponsors. Of course, I guess we can almost say one of our longest-going sponsors, well, of recent years. Got to thank Noon Hydration, noonlife.com, N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com. If you don't know what Noon Hydration is, you are dehydrated and probably living in a cave. Go check them out, all kinds of great things. And Noon has been um, keeping me personally hydrated for as long as I've been, well, using them through the podcast. Great stuff. I love the flavor of the stuff and the caffeinated stuff really helps me keep going. So, noonlife.com. I also want to thank our friends, new friends over at Fit for Hope. Fit for Hope is an interesting uh, charitable organization. Just let you guys know what they're about. They're a nonprofit that helps active and aspiring athletes leverage their fitness for good. And when I mean good, you're actually going out there, you're getting fit, and you're doing it for a great cause. And um, you can become a Fit for Hope athlete by signing up to support this worthy cause of training for your next endurance event. Their athletes receive resources to share their story, exclusive discounts from dedicated partners, and access to limited edition swag performance wear for both training and competition. I actually wore a Fit for Hope hat at this past podcast, and I had compliments on it, and I wasn't going to give it away because it was cool. But if you come to some of our future live shows, the Fit for Hope guys are claiming they might be able to send us stuff, and we can throw some swag your way. But check them out on their Facebook page. Uh, Just search out Fit for Hope and go see what they're all about. Great organization and good friends of the podcast. So without further ado, speaking of a podcast, let's get back to it, shall we? Okay. And just like that, we're back. It's like no time passed at all, except maybe the 30 seconds of the commercial I actually record later on and put into the show. Uh, We're at the portion of Pack Filler Trivia where we will see just how smart these three gentlemen are or how they can read people or just actually how full of bullshit they might possibly be. I would lean towards the bullshit. Okay, okay. Our, 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 uh, we still have uh, votes being placed into the corresponding water bottles, but that's okay because uh, we will begin with our first category, which is entitled Beer, Bike, or Bad Boy slash Girl. Okay, because I, I want to be... I want to be nice to both the men and the women out there. I will provide you with a word. It will either be a beer brand, a bike brand, or the last name of a bad boy slash girl from the sport of cycling. (laughs) You will chime in by simply saying your name, okay? We're going to have to probably have to say maybe T or H. You guys cool with that? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so what you'll do is you'll chime in with your name first, and then you will, you will tell me your, your response, okay? So, for example, if I were to say Budweiser. Paul. Paul would say. Beer. Paul would say beer. He'd be wrong because that's clearly goat piss. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well put. 
I, I, I wasn't even planning that 30 seconds ago. I, really. Yeah, but I, I'm the one that said it, so yeah. you, want, you like taking punches. You set me up there. <laughs> set me up there, man. And just put it out there, and all I had to do was swing. Uh, okay, first one. Peroni. Paul. Paul. Beer, and it's Italian. Paul is correct. He actually gave me the country of origin, which is just rubbing it in. <laughs> we'll give Paul a point even though. I like beer as much as bikes, by the way. Okay. Our second, Batty. Josh T. Josh T. Biker? Well, I'm not asking the question. I don't remember Biker. the categories. <laughs> it, was, it was bad boy, bike, oh, or or. Well, technically beer. there's two, Emily or Amanda, and it's bike, girl, okay. bad girl. Bad girl. You're Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Definitely right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amanda Batty is... Uh, one hell of a personality online. I've had her on the podcast before, and it's she's she's entertaining. She's something else. Yeah. Um, all right. Batavas. Batavas. Hopefully, I got that pronounced correct. Can we the, use our phones. You cannot use your phones. <laughs> I'm gonna take a stab at it. So you're gonna chime in by saying Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with see what category we haven't had. I'll go bike. Bike is correct. Ah, see the lucky. It's Dutch. Yeah. Never heard of it. Okay. Gunner. G-U-N-N-A-R. Paul. That's a bike. Oh, all three put mics up to their faces. I've worked on a bike. But Paul is correct. He's so quick. Mythos. M-Y-T-H-O-S. Mythos. Mythos. Yourthos. I'm filling time till somebody chimes in. Mythos. Hess. Hess? Random guess. Bike. Paul, beer. Paul is correct. It is a beer out of Greece. I'm just thinking the same answer the, the entire time. It's yeah. going to be bike, bike, No, there bike. are three categories, so don't worry about it. Paul, Paul is known to do this, and then he just Yeah, and crumbles. I die off at the end. Yeah, yeah, he can't sprint. How many questions are there? Lots. Not lots. Uh, Mahu, M-A-H-O-U. Paul. Paul? Bad boy. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Anybody no. else want to chime? 50-50 shot. Has um, has beer. It is a beer. <laughs> totally knew Josh that. Josh is on the board, everybody. So, on the board. It is, uh, it is a beer from Spain. All right, this one might Spanish go fast for those beer. of you who are, are over the age of 40. Whitehead. Paul. Paul. Bad boy. It is a bad boy. He married Rebecca, you know. Uh, he did. He married Rebecca Twig, and he's dead. You have to um, listen to the other podcast, previous broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? People that... die. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All of us will someday die. There's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new logo. People die. Deal with it. Um, how about this one? Edwards. Edwards. Does that sound like Paul, a Paul, that's a that's a that's a bike. I will accept answers from the other two contestants. That means it's not a bike, it is guys. It's not a bike. <laughs> I feel like this is a hard one to just BS because Edwards could be anything. It could. And if you guess, you won't get punished. That's Josh what I did. Beer. It is not a beer. I didn't think so. <laughs> Josh, Josh, I guess go. that leaves me. I'm gonna say it's a bike. Actually, it's a bad boy. It is Kate Edwards, mountain bike oh, downhill. Sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention after this. That's <laughs> right, yeah. No one was paying speed. attention either, because he might have already I said it. I, I, I should honestly take a point away from all three of you. <laughs> I'll take this. 
All right. Yeah, hey, you can't. You can't. Sorry, you voted too bad. So who is this Edwards? Uh, Kate Edwards. He's a he's a mountain bike bad boy. Shoot, I gotta pay more attention yeah. now. Okay, wake up. Gov, Paul. Oh. She is a bad girl. She is a bad girl, Missy Giovi. Is she even free right now? Or is she uh, in she's prison? in prison. I, I think, think yeah. she's in jail. Yeah, True. Right. Bad girl. Are you going to yell at yeah. me for saying somebody's in jail now? Oh. <laughs> jail happens. <Yeah>. Jail happens. <laughs> Pay for it. Molten. Paul. Paul. That is a bike and a wonderful bike builder. He's that is a bike. That is a bike. All right. Our last in this category. I can hear the sighs of relief. Pegaretti. Josh T. Bike. It is yeah. a bike. Josh T. comes out with the final one. So after one round, we are looking at uh, Josh H. with one point. He's on the board. Josh T. with two points. And Paul Maine being a bully with seven points. This is, is so this is how I always start. This is how I usually start. This is and how then it I starts. Just die. And then the wheels just yeah. come off. Yeah. It just becomes. Okay, our next one is entitled Alphabet Soup. All right. Um, we're simply going to go through the alphabet here, gentlemen. And uh, the first person to start with an A, second one B, so on and so forth. I hate these. All you have to do up do is come up with something from the world of cycling that starts with that letter. For example, A, arrow bars. Okay, or avocet or. Asshole. You can't. No, that doesn't count. Oh. B could be a bike. C, chain, so on and so forth, all right? Each of you at any given point in time, if you get stuck, can use one audience member as a lifeline, as a phone friend here, okay? So Are if we you going stuck, to Z? We're going at, if you can't come up with one within a certain amount of time, you're out. So the last person standing wins five points, all right? Do I have any volunteers who'd like to start there's with a, a? There's a chance, Pat, there might be some dead air. I understand, no, and I'll okay, end it right. out later. A lot, okay. of, a lot of silence. I hope, you're, I hope you're prepared for that. It's, it's the <laughs> alphabet, guys. It's, it's That's where the problem lies. Okay. <laughs> you could be thinking of something right now while I'm talking. Can I, write it I got it. I got it. Do we have to start with A? We do have to start with A. Great. Just wanted yeah. to clear that up. Yeah. Okay. What was the first two you gave us? <laughs> no, no, you know. should, should we just go? Do you want to start? Uh, or do Paul, do you want to start? We're, we'll, start. We're, we'll start with Paul Maine. Atala. Atala, which is this old cycling, pro cycling team. You are an elitist roadie. Yep. <laughs> Jerseys made by, by prisoners. They by were, the way. yeah. yeah. And I go next? Yes. Arrow bike. No, we're actually going to oh, B, B, oh, B. But you, you said it. You said the word. <laughs> Saying it again. Saying the second word. Bike. We did it. <laughs> yes. See how it's working? Chain ring. Chain ring. DeRosa. DeRosa. Electronic shifting. Ooh. Front derailleur. Front derailleur. <laughs> G for Paul. Um, Gertiotti. Gertiotti. Snob. Felt bicycles. Felt. Wait, G H H H H. He did G. I told you this is going to be H. hard. <laughs> so what am I? H. H. Um, if you get stuck, you can take. A suggestion uh, from an audience can I get member. A suggestion? Oh, uh, yes, handlebars. Handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little slow, guys. Sorry. That's, no, you know, this isn't easy. <laughs> I need more beer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I. H I. Oh, I. Yeah. Um. Oh no. You stock them. Intense cycles. Intense cycles. No. Yeah. Paul J. Javis. 
What the Jarvis. hell is that? Jarvis. Jarvis oh, is Iron Man's computer assistant. Yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Oh, damn. Ah, uh, Jay. Um, <laughs> oh, dang. I already hear somebody giving you suggestions, so the audience shouldn't be helping him or he's going to be using his one lifeline. Oh, Tinker Juarez. In Juarez. fact, you interviewed Tinker. You, you guys gave the roadie a hint yeah, of I'm a mountain bike racer. I, I like this. Is this community? Bike community here? Yeah, yeah see, we're community. bonding. The road and mountain. I, I, and hey, pick a party. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> K. K is going to be a difficult one. Oh yeah! Um, Don't help me. Thank you for this suggestion, in the audience. Help. Kona for Ironman Kona. World Championships, oh, or the, or no, the bike no, brand, I, or even better, a good beer, or, or, a, bike or a bike manufacturer. No, Which not anymore. L. Louis Garneau. Louis Garneau. Mozzie. Mozzie. M. N. Uh, we gotta Nashbar. go faster. Nashbar. Oh. <laughs> Take away a point. Take away a point. That is wrong. Um, I couldn't resist. Sorry. Dude, I love you, but you're out. Thanks. <laughs> it goes right up there with <laughs> Oh. Ortlieb. Ortlieb. The Beggs. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys might get through the alphabet. Uh, Pinarello. Pinarello. Q. Quintana Roo. Quintana Roo. Yeah. Another, another triathlon. Yeah. No, he's, he's going to the triathlon. Race face. Race face. R.S. I would go with Serata. T. Timex? Timex. Triathletes again. God, you just. <laughs> I'm in a bad Do you run, need a folks. Shower oh, wait, 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 now wait. <laughs> time, time, time frames. Do you or need time a, pedals, pedals, pedals. No, you've gone fully into the dark side now. <laughs> I need more beer. That's, you that's need right. a shower. <laughs> I know. I actually do. <laughs> you? There's also a bike brand. Three, two, I'll just steal Ultegra. Thanks, guys. What did you tell? Ultegra? Yeah. Somebody helped you? You guys suck. You're supposed to leave them out here to flail. V, Paul. Vetus. Vetus. Great bike, huh? Yeah, I have one. V, a W. White Brothers Industries. White, W, okay, X. 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 This this is just just luck of the draw, man. <laughs> Rolling I into see X. All lined up, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. X. Uh, X Labs. Isn't that the X Labs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got thumbs up. It's triathlete stuff is like taboo around here. If you guys make it, if you guys make it to Z, I'm gonna just give you all five points. Paul. Okay, I'm why? gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a mountain bike thing. Yeti. 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 Z. To I, got, H. I got to be ready to go. I'm waiting for you. Z. What? Z. I, I'd like to use an answer from the audience. What? Zoka. Even though you've used an audience from the audience, an answer from the audience about five times, you're only supposed to get one. Hey, I told you, bike community. Would you? I tell you, you, if if this was the old days, Regis Philbin would kick your ass right now. I, Zip, he got it, he got it. We got all oh. the way through, so I'm just going to keep the scores the same. That whole thing was a wash, but last oh. time, it went down like a dead fish. Yeah, it did. It was terrible. And when I did it, I, I couldn't even think of the very first yeah. thing. Yeah. All right, um, my final, my second to final category of the evening actually requires the help of a, of a good uh, friend of mine, and um, he's agreed to be our, our person to help with this. 
Um, this, this, this game is entitled, uh, What Would CP Do? Um, Chris Petersmith was on the ride with us today. Uh, Chris Petersmith is not only a, a cyclist, um, but this is not an insult. He's also a very highly talented engineer. Um, he that is an insult. Yeah. yeah. He, he thinks for himself, and he has a definite opinion on multiple topics. He's also been our best live show supporter. Um, I'm going to provide you with a situation. You will, in turn, respond to what you think Chris Peterschmidt would do, okay? To begin, each of you can ask right there. Chris He's the bald-headed guy. He's the bald-headed right guy right yeah. there. He's, yeah. He's the, nice. well, the other bald-headed guy. Yeah. We got a couple. And he's um, got his wait, legs one? crossed like yeah. a lady. That guy yeah, right does. there. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, each of you, if you don't know Chris, can ask him a question of any type you think might help you in your advantage before we be actually begin the game. So, for example, you could say, you know, Chris, have you ever shot a man in cold blood just to watch him die? You know, and, and I know and, that answer. And, and, and yes, and, and, and <laughs> Chris answer. will answer you truthfully. So you could no. maybe sway something you might not know about Chris into your favor to understand. You know, maybe maybe for example, Pat's going to ask specific things about cycling that Chris may or may have not done, and you could you could almost get one of the answers right there. So if you guys want to ask Chris an initial answer, we'll, uh, a question, we'll, we'll let you do that. I'm just going to run this blind. You're going blind. Yeah. H? I'm not going to learn the wrong question. I, I have to agree on that. I, oh, wow. I, We're not asking Chris anything. So, Chris. Um, I am. Try to keep a straight face as much as possible. Especially, oh, you're going to ask him a question? Paul, yeah, you want to ask yeah, him a question? Yeah, and I know go, him better than it. these two guys. Paul? What's think your question? This, think this is stacked you a little. now? I thought at the question. No, you have to ask the question before oh, no, we bring it around. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen of the panel. Would Chris, Chris Peterschmidt compete in a triathlon. You can look at him. You can judge. Chris has got to keep a straight face as possible. My wife can't help even with her snarky face sitting next to him. Would he what? In a Would he compete in no. a triathlon? No, we each all of, answering each this. Of, uh, each of you may I, answer. Yes. I answer that question? You may answer that question, Josh. Why? Would Chris compete in a triathlon? He looks like he could do anything he wants to do. So, so yes. You think wow. Chris would compete right. in a triathlon? Josh says yes, he would. I'm going to go with no because he, he, he actually knows how to handle his road bike. He knows how to handle his road bike. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Maine, would Chris Petersmith compete in a triathlon? I would say if he had the right challenge, is somebody really challenged to him? Just Paul, to prove a point. I don't need a diatribe. No, I just no, need this, <laughs> this needs an explanation. That is why I'm doing Chris, I think, likes challenges. He would begrudgingly Paul, do it. Oh, we're not psychoanalyzing. But anyway. There you go. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Chris Peterschmidt, by a thumbs up or thumbs down, would you compete in a triathlon? Tell us the truth. I would have said no. So the thumbs up or thumbs down thing, you just completely went right over your head. Is that more of a... Is that more of a... You don't have a mic, dude. They can't hear you. Thumbs you up know, or thumbs down? Caesar didn't do this. Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> it Caesar was... He can live <laughs> So who said no? I can't remember who said no. H said no. T said yes. I said yes. Okay. Our next, would Chris Petersmith fully come to a stop at every stop sign he encounters? Would Chris Petersmith come to a full stop at every stop sign on a road ride? Would he now or 
ever. <laughs> Are we including yeah. all of time? Now you brought it to everybody's attention. Would Jesus. He, yeah. This is really getting hard. Um, <laughs> would he now? Would he now? In his waning years. He looks like a stopper. Yes. He looks like a stopper. I, I can give Chris shit because he knows I'm kidding. Wink. So we I, have a yes, he would. I've ridden with most roadies, a fair amount number of roadies, and no. They don't? No. I, I guarantee you, out in the middle of nowhere, come up to a four-way stop, I guarantee you all of us are going to do. I can see both for ways. four miles, both directions, we're just going to keep going. So you say no also. And I think I saw you him yes, roll through no. one today, honestly. <laughs> we got I'm just trying to get the basis of the question here, because would <laughs> means he would doesn't mean he does every time. <laughs> I, I'm going to give Josh T an extra point for being a smart ass. <laughs> Paul, would Chris Petersmith stop at every stop sign on a road? I'm at an advantage of this because uh, I ride with him, and it's another lengthy yes or no question. I yeah, mean, I know. Um, and uh, I distract him many times with my long, bore, boring talks really? like I'm doing right you now. You do that? And I've seen him run stoplights, stop signs. Seen him. Yeah. You've seen him run yeah, stop I've signs. I've seen him run stop Trying signs, to get so. away from okay, you. Okay, yeah. so pretty much everybody saying, does. So we got two no's and one yes. Chris Pierce. No, I'm a yes. He does. Okay, we got two yeses and one no's, right? Uh, See, I'm even confused now. Chris Petersmith, would you stop at every stop sign? No, he would not. So guys, help me out. Who got points Only on that? Jesus would know. It was Josh H. Paul and Josh H. All right, I, I won't take too long in this because you guys are taking way too long in this. <laughs> Would Paul. Chris Petersmith compete in an, in an enduro? <laughs> Bonus points if you think he knows what an enduro is. <laughs> no. No. T says no, he would not. Uh, no. No. Paul, would Chris Petersmith well, compete? Uh, again <laughs> no. No. He, no. Sold, he sold his, his Kona front suspension mountain bike from 1998 or whatever. And so, that, has anyway. that been the last mountain bike he's owned? Yep. Yeah. Chris, so, I would, the answer would be in your no. Future. Yeah. 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 Ah. <laughs> no, no. What is an Enduro? Chris Peterschmidt with a... I signed up for one thinking it was Endurance, not knowing I was going to crash within about... 15 seconds. That wasn't a road ride then. Uh, would Chris Petersmith support a Lance Armstrong comeback? <laughs> oh, I wish the listeners could have seen the heads turn towards Chris going, Dick. He's keeping his uh, poker I just, face. His, I just saw somebody pull a knife. As <laughs> a syringe. <laughs> I My bad. Damn it, I should have said inhaler. I should have said inhaler. Uh, I got to say no. No, Josh says no. H? Yeah, I'm going to go with no. Just no. Negative. But Chris, wait, I got... You, Chris no. just... Everybody gets a point. Chris would not support Lance Armstrong's comeback. <sighs> Lance probably felt those thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, sure it'll be is. on the next Stages podcast yeah. about it, Chris no, Peterson. No, what's that? No, I don't want to promote his show. No. You guys Sorry, you can edit that. Yeah. Out. All right, Would thanks. Chris Peterschmidt ever buy a fat bike? <laughs> he probably has two. He probably has two. So you're saying yes. Wait, no. Wait, he doesn't no. have a mountain bike. That question is <laughs> yeah, trick <laughs> answer. Trick answer. See nice. what happens when we listen in class? 
<laughs> so you're saying no, you would never I'm saying buy a Mac. No. no. Yeah. I would agree with that. No. Nope. I'd says say there's no. a potential. I would say yes, because he has kids. Oh, yeah. Would he? The answer is no. No. Chris, would you ever buy a fat bike? <laughs> yes or no, Chris? Oh, Jesus. It's no one can hear you. You're not mic'd. Some guys. <laughs> is your yes. wife involved? Yes. That sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's permission? No, you do not have to get permission. Chris would buy a fat bike. All three of you lose that point. Blast off. See? It, it switched around on you, didn't it? Um, I'm almost finished with this category. If, you ca if Chris Peterschmidt came home from a long ride, completely bonked, out of energy, barely able to crawl up the stairs, and if he found a half-eaten donut sitting in the top of the gar garbage can, would he eat it? Yes. T Who says wouldn't? he would eat it. It's on the top. I'm going to go with <laughs> I'm not asking you, <laughs> This is a Seinfeld Sansa. reference. Yeah, location. <laughs> I, I think location is important in this. You even but... created a scenario. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> no, it's sitting on top. It's I'm an gonna, eclair. I'm yeah. going to go with no. I'm going to say I no. I just sense a no. H one. says no. Chris would never do that. Okay, this is not a simple no, but it is no, because Chris is a great cook, so he would just sit there on his hands and knees he'd and make, make something. a donut. Or is yeah. he, is he'd he make a donut. Yeah. Too? Make a donut. Is he gluten intolerant, too? He passed on the donut <laughs> yeah. and make some kind of pasta dish. A gluten-free donut. Chris, would you eat the donut on top of the garbage if you came back from a really long ride and were completely destroyed? Thumbs up. Yeah. T wins the point. You're sick. I'd do it, I'd too. I'd eat it. I'd eat it, too. Well, it's on the top. I'd eat it, too. I'd eat it even if it was sprinkled in dog poop. Um, what, did I say that out loud? Yep. Um, would Chris Peterschmidt yield to hikers whilst out on the trail? He doesn't have a mountain bike. So would he yield? Oh, good, good, yeah. So would he? Yes. What direction is he yep. going? <laughs> It's like an IQ test or something. If Chris left Riverside Trailhead up at 4.30 in the downhill morning. Downhill or up? Traveling southbound. <laughs> up or down? Up or down? 32 miles an hour. We need, we need more information on this. Uh, up or down? Um, Coming from behind uh, flat or Flat trail. Front? Flat trail. Let's just keep the ground neutral here. Flat trail. He comes up on a hiker. With no one Chris yields down. for hikers on flat trail. No one yields for hikers <laughs> on flat trail. So no. you'd say Chris wouldn't do it. He'd say, screw you, Maybe Johnny if they backpack. had a kid or a dog okay. or a horse, okay. maybe. But uh, just a hiker? Are we allowed to create our own scenarios here? Apparently, well, you're all I doing it. Because I've been pitching, you know, one hiker, multiple hikers, kids, dogs. <laughs> I, 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 I included At 4.30 the, in the morning. I included it, the, yes, I was going to ask, what time? <laughs> sun behind, back. Is it a Sunday, Saturday? Is there a stop oh, sign anywhere in here? Did he yes. drink the night before? <laughs> Holy shit. Is this a paved trail? Is he hung over? <laughs> All I did was write, yield to hikers on the trail. I don't want to know about his childhood or anything like that. Were you born Catholic. in the spring? <laughs> what? Paul can tell about your childhood? You just admitted Paul has an unfair advantage in the game. Um, but so I haven't saying, scored. You're saying That's he bad. would not? Yeah, T? I'm just going to go with no. He would not. No. H, would he? I, I, he seems like a stand-up fellow. He he's a stand-up fellow? That's, yeah. that's funny. 
I know. He'd I, stand I, up. Paul, what do you yell? No, he'd scream and swear at him. He'd scream and swear at them. Preferably something in the wrong the realm of screw you. Chris, would you yield to hikers whilst out on the trail? Oh, see, I never scored. See, he comes up with his own scenario. He did. Yeah. So uh, you, you didn't plan this whole that? this thing to turn out the way it did. Me? Like this section? Right? No, the entire show in my head before we come here is just insane, and all of you are naked. Well, you did uh, that. <laughs> Except the naked part. My last, my last question, and this is a, again, I apologize, leaning towards the roadie realm of it. Will Chris Peterschmidt cheer for Chris Froome in this year's Tour de France? France. Do you think that guy is going to cheer for Chris Peter Smith? You can look at him too. <laughs> Chris, Chris has a little more hair on the head, but not much. No. See? No, you don't think so? I don't I'm, know. I don't know. Based the answer on to this. the daggers and the venom I saw for Lance, yeah. I'm guessing that is not just specifically for Lance, but all cheaters in general. So oh, okay. You heard it here first. Chris Foom's a cheater. Treater. Treater. He's a tweeter. He is. Tweeter. Yeah. I'd say no. No. Chris, are you voting? Oh. Two thumbs down. Yeah. Froome felt that one, too. Froome yeah. did. Oh. Froome is going to retire tour tomorrow. Now. You just, just you're already here first. He's winded. Now he needs a little, you know, <laughs> little, little sambuterol. Uh, who, uh, I, think I we're don't all know, know who the hell picked for that. We were all know. You all yeah. lost? I, yeah. All right, you guys. You all won? Yeah. Well, okay. So I'll keep you all at the same points. Ladies and gentlemen, after two of, uh, after three rounds, we currently sit with Paul Main with 11 points, Josh T with eight points, and Josh H with six points. Our final question of the night, unfortunately for some of you who don't have a shop two doors down, um, is, is fairly biased sometimes because it depends on audience's reaction to the question. Our final question is, gentlemen, you can only ride one route, eat one food, and drink one beverage for the remainder of your life. What would they be? And you have to make the audience happy with this. They so will fall in love route, with you. They will clap what? loudly for you, and they will give you the extra points, which route. are five points. Route, food, and beverage. What would they be? I will give you a couple seconds to think about it. Or if you want to just jump right in, you may jump right in. You're trying to impress the audience with, oh, my God, I would do that, too. Take me with you. All right, uh, I'll go first. Paul's going first. Yeah. So the route would be, because I'm a roadie, it's the Seven Hills course. And that oh, is, so you're here in town. Yeah, I'm here okay. in town. It's anywhere yeah, in the world. Absolutely, anywhere in the world. Well, you, yeah, of course, I'm going to go back to Perry-Roubaix, oh, and so I'll get to experience that. He did it. But every did. day, just I'm trying to be realistic. Okay. So the Seven Hills course here in Spokane. Um, it is. It was part of the Olympic trials in '84 and '88, and part of the Washington Trust Classic. It's got it's brutal. A 35 mile loop is almost 2,000 feet of climbing. Um, and the food I would choose is Fig Newtons. <laughs> I like the big fig. <laughs> no, you didn't pick like donuts or a no, no, steak. no, no, no. Fig, fig Newtons. I live for Fig Newtons. Okay. And then if I had to have a drink, yeah. uh, I'm leaning towards. The, the, the porter here at Badass, Backyard Badass. It is the award-winning, award-winning, robust 
supported. It is really, really good. I'm not, I'm, I, I really mean that. Okay. So there you go. Paul kick, kissed ass. Uh, <laughs> either of our Joshes Maybe. have their own responses. Quick question to this question. Does yeah. it have to be local? No. Like, it could be anywhere in the world. Okay. Any food in the world. That is beverage. easy. Uh, Bootleg Canyon. Just about any loop outside of Las Vegas. Okay. Mountain biking. What about butter, uh, Just amazing flowing single track. Okay. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite places in the world to ride. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> love peanut butter. The best fu- mid, mid-ride fuel. Okay. And I'd, I'd love to take a beer on a ride, but if I drink a lot of beer mid-ride, I wouldn't finish it, which wouldn't be good. So I'm going to stick with the simple Propel because I don't get sick. Propel. So yeah, you don't get pretty simple, pretty simple answer, but bootleg with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's okay. That's that's great living right there. Josh T. Oh no. <laughs> I can't pick a trail. That's really hard. Um, if it was it on repeat every day, like yeah, Groundhog Day It's the only trail style? you can write. Yeah, you you are Bill Murray. It's that same song my every morning. It does. It affects yeah. all of your answers. Because if it's not, if every day is not the same, I pick the full pull at Mount Spokane, which is a top to bottom that has everything in it. What's it called? The full pull. Full pull. Okay. Pizza and water. <laughs> Pizza. And water. Yeah, any specific pizza? Um, man. <laughs> no, for sure not. Somebody, somebody little said Little Caesars in the audience. Um, Same guy who rode Zwift. Actually, I take, I take that back. <laughs> I take that back. I pick donuts every day in any scenario. Donuts, okay. From and, any just, s- and just water. I'm good with donuts, water. Donuts, water, I don't like, I don't like the other pole. stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the audience, it's now up to you, being as uh, we can, any person can win it with the five points, the final question wins. Um, so I, I will just go off of, off of your reactions. Our first response was Paul Maine, who would ride seven hills, eating figs, drinking badass porter. What do you think of that one? That's not bad. That's not bad. A little lukewarm. Yeah, everything escalates. You'll see the yeah, oh, yeah. spiking. Yeah, watch. Uh, Josh T said bootleg. No, Josh H said bootleg Canyon, eating PBJ sandwiches and drinking Propel. What do you think of that one? <laughs> and finally, Josh T said he'd ride the full pole, eating donuts and drinking water. It's the donuts. I, you think, I think it was the donuts. You think it was the donuts that, that did it? Donuts did it. So we're giving Josh T the final five points. Can we all I agree? I can't drink that? beer and dr- ride at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's a mojo label on the, t- <laughs> on the beer. I cannot drink that on every ride. I would be so sick. I never said you had to drink it on the ride. See how I did oh, that? See, post ride, I yeah. yeah. See how I pulled that around? Ladies and gentlemen, our final tally. Uh, Josh H with six, Paul Maine with uh, 11, and Josh T with 13 points to take the pack full of trivia and to win the to win the blessed cycling medal. I'm going to put around his neck here shortly. If you voted for Josh T, you get to come up and choose something from the swag pile. Um, but before I do that, I want to say first of all, thank you guys for coming out. Let's say big thanks for Kendra and, and Badass Backyard Brewing. 
And uh, thanks to all three of these guys who are willing to come on and tell us that cycling is the best place in the world to ride their bikes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.